It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. Here with my co-host, Quentin Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. Yeah, basically how I feel towards the Wizards is kind of like that Ariana Grande song, like that new one she's got. (laughs) Thank you. Next. 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 I mean, I'm just like so... (sighs) Rough game last night. Wizards lost to Toronto Raptors. And they kind of played decent, I want to say, but the only... (laughs) <laughs> Quentin's like staring at me like are you crazy the only the only thing I mean the the main thing that gave away this game was the three-point attempts and nobody was making threes last night but it seems like everyone was taking them yeah I mean this is a telltale sign of a team that's not in sync like when you're not when you're running plays and they're not working or when you're when you're doing these things in offense and it's not going your way you settle and when you shoot a season-high 46 shots from behind the, the three-point line and you make nine, like, what? that's that's ridiculous. Like, they're, I think they were uh, three for 17 against Brooklyn. And then you go nine for 46? That doesn't, that doesn't even sound right. That sounds like I'm playing against my little cousin in 2K, and he doesn't even know how to play the game, and he's just throwing them up. 46 three-point attempts, and you make nine. That, that that's I don't even I'm speech I I don't have nothing to say about that that's ridiculous. I mean, and John Wall is the one that took the most three pointers, and he's the one who can't. I mean, he doesn't. He's not the greatest. How I'm just like, how do I put this lightly? He's like not the greatest three point shooter, and he's the one taking the most threes. I mean, he's historically it's just bad at shooting three pointers, especially for since he's been here in D.C. He's historically bad. I mean, I know he had the stretch earlier this year where I think like five games in a row he was shooting maybe above 40% for the three, which was the best since he's been a wizard. But as a guy, you got to do you got to do what you're your strongest at. And John Wall is not the strongest three point shooter. So 11 points and 11 assists, one for seven from three point range. That's not your game. That's not your game. And uh, just being a leader, you can't go out there and do things that, you know, you don't. You don't do, and that's exactly what John Wall did last night. 
It's just so stressful. Um, In addition to that, what I've noticed is we gave up 38 points in the first quarter. Last game, we gave up 40 versus the Clippers. And this is the fifth time this season the Wizards have allowed 70 points or more in the first half. Lovely. (laughs) I mean, how you just cannot win games if you're going to allow that many points, give up that many points, and not even keep up with them. I mean, the... The amount of points that the other teams get on us is just clearly a sign of poor defense. I mean, if you if you don't watch the games and you haven't been watching the games, just look at the score from the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I, I mean, that's the reason. The defense is bad. And if we're not making threes, guys, why are we just throwing them up still? Like, go attack the basket or do something. I mean, I know it's pretty hard with, like, you know, Valanchunas and – all of those guys, but I mean, if it's not working, we got to do something different. We can't just keep shooting them and hoping they'll go in. Also, it doesn't help that the Raptors were amazing with their threes. They made 17 last night. That was a season high. 17 within 39 attempts. That's 43.6%. We had 19.6%. That's less than half of what the Raptors did. And honestly, if we played defense. I mean, I don't think that they would have been able to get those shots, but they just—it's it, like the same play every time. They just pass it around until someone's open because someone's gonna be open. Yeah, the, the, because we can't stay with our man, and that's that. So the Wizards don't play defense. I mean, that's—it's like they don't know what that is. The Wizards don't play defense, and we literally—it's like if you go back and listen to our last podcast, we talked about how they came back and beat the Clippers, right? But they went down big once again in the first half, and they went on a run. And luckily, the Clippers aren't talented enough, or they were just, you know, not not a really good team. And they let the Wizards come back and win. And I said in that podcast, and you agreed, and we've talked about this a million times on this show. Several you, times. You can't do this to the bad teams or the good teams. I said they're not going to be able to compete with Toronto. They're not going to be able to compete with the Sixers or any team that's an upper echelon, especially in the Eastern Conference, going down by double digits and, and allowing them to shoot this well. And what did they do? They did the same formula to Toronto on the OVO jersey unveiling night. Drake was there in attendance with a light blue bubble coat. And you're you're just not gonna you're not gonna come back against that team. That team is too disciplined and too talented. They have a former MVP candidate and an MVP candidate this year on that roster. They shoot exceptionally well. They have been for a long time. They're well coached with Nick Nurse, who has just been the sidekick to Dwayne Casey since Casey's tenure. So this team is they're, they're fundamentally sound. Like like uh, Scott Brooks said, it's a well-oiled machine. So, I mean, you can't do that against a contender. And it's, at this point, we're beating a dead horse. At, now I'm looking at the record like, okay, you're 6-12. and 12. Probably even regardless if Anthony Davis plays tonight or not, are they going to beat this team? They're just not better. They're not better than any team right now in the league. So you're six and twelve. When do you start making moves? Because do you want to just say, "Hey, you know, we still have a chance. We just got to find the right coach." But by the time you hire a right coach to come in here and do the do the job, it's going to be too late. It'll be you'll be sixty games in. Or do you just continue with the same formula and just throw the whole season away and then go into the off season thinking, "All right, let's let's clean house," which we haven't seen in fifteen years. So this this team is just in a very weird spot. And at some point, you got to pull the trigger on something. I just think it's crazy that, you know, I, I know the national media kind of pushes stories and things like that, but the the fact that stuff like that is going on at the practices, going on between players and management, organ, like the organization, 
I'm just shocked that nothing has been done because, I mean, that we're paying these guys so much money. You know, everybody is getting paid. Everyone, you know, it's just like no nobody's job seems like it's threatened. None of the players seem like they're threatened. I mean, everything is just at a standstill. And I think that's the most stressful thing about this team. Like, what what is it going to take? Like, how many more of these losses do we have to go through before it's like, okay, maybe there's, you know, maybe we have to change. I mean, it's just, it's so mind-blowing to me. And you're right, you know, like, we can't, we're not better than anybody right now. I can't even, like, guarantee wins, you know? Like, even if they were playing, like, the worst team in the NBA, I could never, like, you know, I could never guarantee, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to beat them. Honestly, we don't play defense, we're not going to beat any team. That's just how it is. Exactly. Doesn't matter how good our offense is. Doesn't, I mean, last night we, you know, if they're going to rely on offense, well, guess what? We're not always going to have our offense, like, you know, top notch every single night. So you just have to go out there and guard your man and not, you know, it's just, it's so crazy to me. And it, it's it's tough because at this point you're saying, what is Ted watching? Like, what is what is Ted watching the game at all? Because it's no... Does Bradley Bill literally have to punch Ernie Grunfeld in the face for a move to be made? Does John Wall have to slap Scott Brooks? Like, what what else has to happen in this locker room, in practice, on game day? What else has to happen to say, okay, this is not working? This is enough. And then you're looking at Scott Brooks, who – this is Scott Brooks, who I've always been critical of Scott Brooks. I said he's not uh, X's and O's coach. He's a he's like a he's a cheerleader type. He's not gonna kill you or, or yell at you, but he's gonna say, "Hey guys, keep your head up. Next play, next play, next play." That's part of the reason why he lost the job in OKC. So Scott Brooks came to this season saying, "We just have to shoot more threes. That was his philosophy. I don't care how you do it. We have to shoot more threes." Okay, well your team is shooting forty six threes, forty six, and you make nine, like the. That's not coaching. That You wanted more threes. They were like, okay, we'll give you more threes. And they shot nine for 46. Well, they can't shoot those threes like that because we're just not consistent enough to make that many threes. And we're just not right them? now. And who's going to tell them? That's Scott Brooks's job. I mean, the players – I mean, it's, 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 the players are not totally without fault. I, I totally understand that. But who's going to say, look, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I remember the, when I think about coaching and, um, like, being strict, I think of – um, wow, the coach of uh, Georgetown. I can't, of course, I can't remember his name now. <clears throat> but I think one of his players took a, a step back, like turnaround, three-point shot. And, and he was like, yo, w- when do you practice that? When do you practice that? Why are you doing that? You don't do that in the game. So I don't understand why Brooks doesn't have that in his repertoire. Um, he just – He's not he's not disciplined. He's not hard on the guys, and it shows on it shows on game day. And then that was Patrick Ewing, the coach I was thinking of. Yeah, course. yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it shows on game day, and that's this is the result. You lose to a, a team that's way better than you, and you lose to teams that are supposed to be inferior. <laughs> she got an eye roll um, in there. Y'all, y'all, couldn't, yeah. y'all couldn't hear that, but I saw it. When I start to get frustrated and roll my eyes and just have meltdowns that's when you know it's it's not working um i I can't even i I got nothing for you guys um yeah that being said we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna discuss um some roster changes that we've had 
And also the upcoming game, which is tonight versus the Pelicans. Stick around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm Becca, this is Quentin, and we're just um, recapping last night's horrible three-point catastrophe, (laughs) to put it lightly. And something else that's really been bothering me is that Troy Brown is no longer on the main roster. He's on the Capital City Go-Go roster now. And... It frustrates me because, you know, he maybe he's not quite ready to play in the NBA, like, full-time. But I kind of look at him on the same level as Thomas Bryant. I mean, they have no experience. But Troy Brown brings such great energy. Like, I'm so disappointed that he was moved to go-go. Like, I just – I'm not having it right now. Yeah, if, if that's the thing you're going to turn to, you say – if Scott Bruce is saying, you know, he's, he's a young guy, he doesn't do this or doesn't do that – Who's doing their job with this team right now? Like, let's be completely honest. Not a single player is doing their job. So, <clears throat> you got to put players in. At this point, I mean, I know it's early, quote-unquote, in the season. You got to get a look. If you could put Thomas Bryant in starting lineup, um, I know Dwight Howard is struggling with his his injury. But if Thomas Bryant can get PT, so can Troy Brown Jr. But maybe he doesn't need to play with this squad. Like, maybe he doesn't need to be out there with these guys right now in this culture. Maybe that, that – that, Who knows? What, it might the help players him that are on the floor right now. Um, maybe it's better for him to play with Jordan McRae and Devin Robinson. Right. In fact, you know what? I love to see the Washington Wizards and the Capital City Go Go switch rosters for a second. <laughs> I just want to see. I want to see the Capital City Go Go play the Pelicans tonight. I want to see. Except Thomas Bryant is going to join. So I want to see Thomas Bryant, Devin Robinson, Jordan McRae. Um, Troy Brown, and who else is playing well? Maybe maybe uh, Thomas Sadoransky. I'd like to see those five, five guys on the court right now because no one else is doing their job. And it's just, I mean, I, I mean that Jordan McRae guy, he drops mad points. Yeah. Mad points. Like, I'd like to see him out there. Those guys have the energy. And you know what? They might not go out and win every game, but at least they try. They have effort. You know, that, that's effort. all I care about. If we lost every night, and I could honestly come on this podcast and say, you know what? We lost. We're not a good team, but at least I saw effort. I would be okay with that, honestly. But the fact that we know what this team is capable of and they just go out there and make nine for 46 threes, like, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's sad that we have to have this conversation about the, the G League affiliate showing more promise than the starters that get paid millions and millions of dollars to be out there i mean i want to start going to g league games we might, we might have to change this to locked on go-go exactly locked Dead on serious. go-go because this and at this point we're we're just saying the same thing we said last time and the night before and the night before and y'all gonna keep hearing the same thing and we appreciate your support on social media um but at the end of the day this is far beyond our reach this 
this team is, is a bad team from top to bottom. This is a very bad team. And until they can make some drastic change in terms of a mindset, a culture change, coaching change, player change, or, or like owner, general manager change, you have to make a change because, you know, we've always heard national media say, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. And Wizards fans have been the last ones to say, you know, no, it's okay. It could work. We need this. We need that. We need this. Well, if you're going to blow it up, it's about time to do it because you're about to drop the 6-13 and 13 after this loss tonight against the Pelicans. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so – Second out of a back-to-back, do you really expect Wizards to show some energy? And I know they're playing at home, but, you know, they went down by, what, 24 to the Clippers at home two two nights ago or a few nights ago. So there's no home court advantage. It's nothing like that. This team is just very underwhelming. They don't want it. They don't respect the coach. They don't respect ownership. And somebody has to see it and do something about it. Exactly. Can I request a trade? I'm going to request a trade for myself. Look, I, t- <laughs> I told you earlier this season. What was it like? I demand a trade, guys. Eight games in, I, I hit up uh, Locked On Raptors on uh, on Twitter. I'm like, hey, I big know, head. and I was so mad at you. Yeah, I'm saying now you know where I'm coming from. I seen the train wreck from a mile away. Now it's here. <laughs> I need to I need to request a trade. <laughs> the funniest part about when you um, tweet at Locked On Raptors, you said, "Hey, big head." <laughs> And they just did not understand what you were talking about. Yeah, they had no clue. I don't know what's going on in Canada or whatever, but they were like, "What? What's wrong with my head?" I'm like, "No, that's not." The- they were like, "Why? My head's not that big." Right. I'm like, "That's not. That's not the point." But whatever. <clears throat> um. Yeah, that was a lost cause. Um. Anyways, we also signed a former Miami Heat player, Okara White. So I don't really know much about him. I don't know what to think about him, but he's here. So maybe he'll be the missing piece that we so desperately needed. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is laugh at this point. Yeah, I don't I don't know what a Carl White's going to do. I mean, well, he was drafted in 2014 to Cleveland, power forward, 26 from the Bronx. Uh, that's about it. Uh, it's a Carl White, guys. He fills a roster spot, 6'8", 205. That's it. I have nothing to say about that because if you can't give Troy Brown some minutes, I'm not getting excited for O'Carl White in D.C. So, another thank you next moment. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about the lineup changes? Do you feel like they're working for us? Do you feel like they do anything for us? I mean, I haven't noticed a significant change. I think the only reason why we won the Clippers game is because they chose to have that high energy in the fourth and end of the third, but. I don't see a significant change because of the lineup. If this was Scott Brooks' like last gasp of like of hope, of I guess job security. Well, he has pretty firm job security. We obviously see that. But like if this was his, you know, at, at all else fails, we get, I got this lineup change, and we'll see after that. This is not working. It's just not working. And this is bigger than giving one guy five more minutes and another guy five less minutes. This is bigger than bringing Keith off the bench. This is bigger than giving Tomas Tomas Adoransky more minutes. It's bigger than that. This is bigger than that. You can paint the pig however you want it. It's still a pig at the end of the day. And this this team, they don't want it right now. They're obviously fed up with either each other and something else upstairs. So um, this this is just not – it's nothing I see that's promising about anything that's happening on the floor. It's just absolutely nothing I see. I mean, we got to see Thomas Bryant – um, he brings a little more energy, but he's just a young kid. I mean, he's a kid, and that's what that's what young kids do. They bring energy. It's the same thing that Kelly Oubre did when he came in the league. It's it's the same thing. These young guys they bring energy, but that's not enough to take this team from being extremely extremely terrible to average or above average. It's just not enough. I just can't 
I, I, I don't have any more words for this. I mean, it's really hard for me to do this podcast every night, every day. And it's hard for you, too, because we seem to say the same things every single time. Now I know how my parents felt when they used to scold me when I was young and I would never listen and I just do the same thing over and over again because it's the same thing we're saying with the Wizards. We say the same thing every single podcast and nothing changes. Nothing changes. The Wizards don't change it. I don't think they want to change at this point. So we'll see. I mean, if they lose out, how about they, just, they might as well just lose every single game for the rest of the season if it's going to be like this because I see Zion Williams and R.J. Baird are looking mighty fine in Duke Blue. So hopefully, you know what the sad part is? There's way worse teams that's going to get him. Yeah, we we could we could still lose out and not get the first pick, and it'll just be <laughs> it'll be our luck. It'll be yeah, our luck. we'll get like the sixth pick or something stupid. Yeah, we'll and um, we'll draft uh, Jan Vesley's little brother instead of anybody that's really good. <laughs> is he really going to be in the draft? I have no idea if he, if he has a sibling or not. But Ernie will make a sibling for Jan Vesley and find him at this rate. Oh no. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we're disappointed parents, guys. Um, John, John Wall, I want you to go in the corner and stand in timeout for about 30 minutes and think about what you've been doing. We're disappointed. He does that on the floor um, anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is rough, guys, but we want you to talk to us. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. We're here for you. This is like a group therapy session. Um... Comments, questions, concerns. We already know your concerns. We already know your comments, but we still want to talk to you guys. Yeah. So hopefully they'll go in there and get a win tonight. For some reason, I'm still confident that they, they'll turn it around off of back-to-back. But um, I, I think the Pelicans played last night, too. So hopefully they're tired also. Not that it matters, but... Yeah. I mean, quick, quick prediction for tonight. Do the Wizards win? Yeah. The Pelicans lost to the New York Knicks last night. Both these teams are going to want to win badly tonight. Okay. Um, I don't know, but see, the Knicks, that's that's a more, well, I don't know. <laughs> see, w- the Wizards losing to the Raptors, that's more acceptable, I feel like, than losing to the Knicks. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still angry at Trey Burke for leaving and being, like, amazing. The Knicks are playing pretty good now. They beat Boston they the other are. night, too, so. I can't even say that teams are bad anymore because look at us. In reality, the Wizards are the only bad team. I know, and I'm so embarrassed. People are commenting at me on Twitter saying, oh, you still think John Wall is the best point guard? You still think, you know, and I'm just like, listen. I'm like, I'm a huge John Wall fan, but I can't say anything at this point. I'm just going to keep quiet until I I, I still think he's going to come back and play amazing. I mean, I don't know if he will. I'm hopeful. But I'm going to be quiet until he starts playing like the John Wall I know and love. All right. But I'm not delusional. I'm well aware. Trust me. I watch these games every night. And I'm not happy about it either, guys. So. Yeah. It's <sighs> one of those. It's one of those days. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wizards, part of the Locked on Network. And we will see you soon. See you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free. 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.